I'm Charlie Mount. And I'm Jeff Rack. We are the co-artistic directors of Arcane Theater Works, based here in Los Angeles, California. And this is our new podcast where we discuss the weird and fantastical worlds of sci-fi, horror, mystery, and fantasy. Welcome to... Invasion of the Pod People. In print, on stage, and on screen, there have been countless interpretations of that modern Prometheus, that original mad scientist, that alchemist in galvanism and lightning, Frankenstein. In this multi-episode series, we dissect, discuss, compare, and contrast some of the best and least known versions of Mary Shelley's immortal story. Joining us in our discussion is our special guest, monster artist Phil Joyce. The show is being recorded outdoors at the historic Zorthian Ranch in Altadena, California. Many Faces of Frankenstein, Episode 5, The Universal Years, Part 3. All right, so we're going to move on to The Bride of Frankenstein, which was uh, uh, came out in 1935. A title which, by the way, made me not want to see the film yeah. for yeah. a long time. Yeah, but yeah. it's actually, it's... I thought it was a chick film, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a rom-com? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Frankenstein is a monster hit, <laughs> making $12 million, right? So a sequel is a no-brainer. So Whale didn't want to do a sequel, which you have to remember were rare at that time. Uh, he knew it would be almost impossible to have lightning strike twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire, aren't I? Wow. Be careful. I've got rocks fire, over uh, here, man. I should be lit on fire, maybe. <laughs> anyway, he agreed when the studio basically gave him carte blanche on the sequel and a much larger budget. So, you know, what were the early film sequels of that time? I mean, sequels, I mean, there's sequelitis, you know, all over the place now, right? I mean, there's, you know, there's all well, there fran- were franchises there were of cereals. everything, right? Yeah, you know, like the but, Flash Gordon serial and things right? like that. But, yeah, but, but there were there were a few. Uh, there was, there, so there was Son of Kong. Son of Kong. Which was a quick remake. Was and, that before uh, Bride of Frankenstein? Yeah, that was before. Yeah. And it's it was. actually a pretty good film. Yeah, and so it's, it's you know, Kong. yeah, it's it's much weaker because you have you know you don't oh, have yeah. Kong. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we talked about um, uh, George Millet's you know the trip to trip to the moon, which was the most popular film ever made at the time. There was mm-hmm. a sequel to that. Yeah, it was called The Impossible Voyage. Yeah, both were loosely based on 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 Jules Verne novels. Oh wow! And then there was the of course there was the Son of the Sheik. <laughs> and and the son, oh, yes. of, son of Zorro, you know what I mean. Yeah. So the whole son yeah. thing, you know, there was the bride of, then you yeah. have son of Frankenstein, you yeah. know, son of Dracula. The bride you know, so of there was Zorro. The, the son thing was like the big deal with. And yet, sequels. Destry Rides Again was not a sequel, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but you know, the, but but there weren't a lot of sequels back then, you know. I mean, so really, and the Bride of Frankenstein, you know, is kind of the jewel. Of the Universal Monster movies, I think. Yeah, I think I said earlier, it was like the Godfather 2 of its day. It is, yeah. It's it's really an amazing film. Arguably better than the first, right? And I think it's because Whale, you know, know, had carte blanche. I mean, he could just, you know, he just went for it. You know what I mean? Because that movie, it's like a a nightmare, right? It's more like a dream. I mean, there's nothing, the the through line is basically, you know, creating this bride. You know, but you have these such interesting characters. Yeah. in it, you know the, um, but, well, the lead, the lead uh, uh, protagonist in the film is not just a crazy doctor, right? This guy's mm-hmm. a little more, you know, 
right. premeditated. Yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. more evil, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's very clear who the monster in this film is. Mm-hmm. And um, so the script, I guess Whale crafted the script with his writers, so he actually was involved in writing it. And the prologue was his idea. Um, as well as having Elsa Lanchester play both Mary Shelley and the Bride, right, I remember that. which was a you neat, know. neat thing too. Showing yeah, the whole the night of the right, which goes know. back to what we were talking about—the actual Shelley you know, and what happened, Lord you know Byron, I mean? um, and uh, Doctor Pretorius, great character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, is, is he uh, Polidari kind mm-hmm. of a? Based on that at all? Or? I don't think so, no. but it definitely he has that feel. That yeah, feel, doc, the doctor, you know, <laughs> um, and and yeah. he and he really you think about it, he's the first really overtly homosexual character in hmm. cinema. Is he? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which re- kind of reflects on Whale himself. Yeah, I know what right? was, but you know, um, interesting. And um, huh. the little people in the jars, I think, was uh, was also uh, that's a cool effect that too. Was, that was Whale's idea, you know. So he just kind of like. I want to do this, you know, create these different insane. weird things, which is also the little people in the jars is, is very much the, you know, the homunculus, you know, uh, yeah. that whole, you know, feeling mm-hmm. the things and the, like the golem, you know, the it creation of witchcraft. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, um, so Charles Hall, the art director was back, right. But he had a bigger budget. Right, and, you can and, tell. and it shows, you and can the, tell, the yeah. sets are much more lavish and stuff. It's, you know, incre- but they, it's incredibly beautiful, beautifully uh, um, art directed. Yeah, it's incredible. And um, uh, cinematographer was uh, John Mescal, mm-hmm. not to be confused with uh, Mescal Tequila or Mescaline. Okay, okay, because I, I, I was confusing them. <laughs> Me too. For a second there, I got very confused. <laughs> but he did that great Rembrandt la- lighting, you yeah. know, uh, which really defined the actors but created that you know yeah, incredible atmosphere stylish, right yeah. but um what I, I really want to talk about the music in bride of frankenstein all right mm-hmm. um uh i wanted to wait until we got to bride to talk about the fact that frankenstein the original film it didn't have a music score it didn't there's no music score in that film really it just has uh canned music for the opening and the and the and the ending but there's there's no huh. score in it. Huh. You're right. Um, so the score in Bride was by Franz Waxman, mm-hmm. and uh, I consider it to be that's e- strange because you know the Edison film had a score. It did. Yeah. Well, it, it was you had to play it. You had to play it live. Right. The, but but they they created music with music sheets and everything. Yeah. Most For silent films film. they they did yeah. that. I know. Most silent films they had either somebody playing it just doing it or they actually created a score right, for but yeah, it. Right, but yeah, but most of them didn't really have, uh, didn't come along with the film. They just said, in this moment, exactly. be, be happy, in this moment, exactly. be sad. But yeah. they had a whole orchestrated you know, thing for it. Peace for but it. Frankenstein didn't. So this was the wow. first film that had a, a, a not, set well, score? Not the not the first one. I think oh. I think the very first one mm-hmm. is King Kong. Oh, you know, by Max Steiner. Oh, that was the score. first, that was the first fully realized film score for a movie that, I mean, that is, was created for the film for and, the and film. for the moments. I mean, you can see, you know, like in yeah. King Kong, you know, when, when they're walking, dun, dun, yeah. dun, hmm. you know, everything is like crafted for that film. But Bride of Frankenstein was, uh, was, was the next. I mean, it's right up there with, with the King Kong score. Um, so, you know, that was like two years after Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, this Wagnerian, you know, very operatic. Um, and he, maybe he's the first composer, film composer, 
to have uh, uh, leitmotifs for the different main characters. You know, like oh, John Williams yeah, did with yeah, yeah. Darth Vader oh, yeah. later. Right? I mean, you saw... Well, he had better characters to work with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you saw when the monster comes, there's his score, there's yeah. the bride has had Igor. He had Igor thing. in this film. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I just wanted to... The, the, Wait, the, I'm sorry. Is Igor in this film, or is he in... Igor... Son of Frankenstein. So, Igor is in is Son, of Son of Frankenstein. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's yeah, he doesn't come in yet. One of his best Igor. roles. I keep catching my mistakes. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I, don't want, I don't want to eat... I don't want to eat is Dwight Fry in, in Bride? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is he... Dwight Fry. I can't um, remember. He does come back. Um, He's but, sort of the Igor character, right? Like uh, the la- yeah. the crazy lab assistant. Yeah, he 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 becomes. He's actually he's uh, Polidori's um, guy that goes out. He's the one that goes out to find and finds the body for the bride. Ah. That's that's his. That's oh, his. Oh, Pret- Pretorius's. Pretorius. Yeah, I mean, not yeah. Polidori. I mean, Pretorius. not Polidori. Pretorius. Yeah. I know the two doctors. Yeah. Two Doctor P's. <laughs> you got me on that. Scene. I know. <laughs> I'm also By the way, we should, if we ever do Dracula, we should talk about Polidori because he ended oh, yeah. up writing a book yeah. called uh, The yep. Vampire. Vampire. That's right. Vampire. Yeah. Vampire. Yeah. It's supposed to be good, <clears throat> from what I've heard. But but, uh, anyway. but, but Waxman's score is, is like, like Pierce's makeup, is so iconic that even if you play just a bit of it, mm-hmm. you know it's from Frankenstein. Yeah. You know, or from Bride of Frankenstein. I mean, maybe Same thing it's, with King maybe Kong. You can play any, any part of King Kong, and I know it's from King Kong. You know, maybe it's yeah. that, that we remember the original music from Bride of Frankenstein is so memorable that it kind of bleeds over into us thinking that there was a score for Frankenstein. <laughs> you oh. know, you know, I mean, because I never, uh, I yeah. never, I never thought that there wasn't a score for the well, you know, the, first film. in a way, they, you do sort of mix. Like I just mixed, hmm. you know, Igor, for, right? Put him into the wrong film. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you do sort of. Which they do bleed. This? They bleed yeah, over yeah. a little bit. And the staircase, yeah. mm-hmm. the giant staircase, I always think of is for, also from *Son of Frankenstein*. Son of Frankenstein. It doesn't right. appear in *Frankenstein*, especially right. after Things you've like seen uh, the Mel Brooks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he borrowed so much. He borrows, from, yeah, he, he mixes, took the best from each. Yeah, and it and right. he mashed them yeah. all together. So you're thinking, well, okay, Cloris which Leachman, one's Cloris <laughs> Leachman does not appear in *Bride of Frankenstein*, although you know, no. so many people think she does. No, I'm kidding. Frau Blucher, she's not that old. She should. She's not that old. She's fantastic. The late great. So then let's. Briefly, we got to talk about um, the makeup for the bride. Yeah, right? of course. <clears throat> also, you know, Pierce. I mean, um, yeah, also Pierce, right? Um, and then I want, I want to talk about too what she did with the bride in the book, which is oh, very interesting. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in this one, I mean, you know, Karloff's makeup's basically the same. It's a little different because he's, you know, he's been burned right. and everything and whatnot. So you see a little bit more of his, you know, the. He's, he's a straps. Little, he's a the, little more dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, um, you know, that vision of Pierce's of, of the bride with that Egyptian Nefertiti meets German expressionism you know, conical <laughs> swept back mm-hmm. hair look. You know, mm-hmm. that's inspired. I right? love the way she's introduced too. Because yeah. it's such a strange yeah. look, and when the camera first catches, you know, when she's unwrapped, yeah, and it's those series. Of shots. Oh yeah, yeah. That static, you know, cut, 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 mm-hmm. cut, cut. I, I don't, I don't know where that came from. But that was that's it's unsettling. Yeah, yeah. It's and they also they also present her. If if, if 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 I don't know if you remember, but it's interesting. Like at, in the opening of the film, mm-hmm. you have uh, Percy and uh, Polidori, and they're in, you know, and they and she kind of pricks her finger, and they both run to uh, Mary Shelley, mm-hmm. and they're on either side of her. And, and and they're holding her just like the presentation when the bride oh, is presented. Really? Yeah, it's a total mirror of that, that wow. scene. That's, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And, uh, James Wales. 
Yeah, and he's, they're standing yeah. there, and that it is definitely it's like the bride of Frankenstein. They even they even present her, you know. And the That's music is that me. you know Franz Waxman's music oh, is that bridal suite that goes into it. I mean, it's this uh-huh. whole presentation. And we'll get to the end of the thing, but probably, that's a great scene. Yeah, but yeah. one of the I mean, how directors that, touch, you know, huh? Yeah. Probably. Um, but the also they, they uh, Elsa Lanchester, I believe, came up with the bird-like movements of the bride. Right. Yeah. Like oh, she, yes. The bird yeah. moves. Yeah. yeah. She, I wonder. I wonder if that is what inspired uh, the editor to do those quick, uh, maybe bird-like cuts. Yeah. Of yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's heard almost that, like a. That, well, was, that it, was her own acting. Uh, very jerky way little, to look Well, you didn't see quick cuts like that back in those days. You know what I mean? You didn't see yeah, it exactly. that much like right. that. Hmm. I mean, they did it, it like he was quick. talking about when, when, the, yeah. when Frankenstein first appears and backs up in and turns. Oh, right. You know, then they do that cut, cut to his face. You know, yeah. they did that there. Very effective. But, um, and did you know the, the wig, the classic yeah. bride wig? Mm-hmm. Supposedly, that wasn't a wig. That was her hair? It was her, it was her actual hair, which was placed around and combed over a wire cage. <laughs> wow. I, I never, you know, of course, it's been duplicated in, you know, everything. A lot, a lot of hairspray. Rocky Horror Picture Show and, right, yeah, you know, of right. course, in, you know, in, in the Mel Brooks version. Right. You know. mm-hmm. um, but, um, yeah, the description of the bride in the novel, it's mostly left to the reader's imagination, right? Well, there isn't one. I mean... There is. Uh, uh, Frankenstein is 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 moved by the monster's story. He tells him of his life, and you know, and I need a friend. I need a friend. You left me without a friend. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll make you a friend. But while he's doing the same thing, he's co- going to the charnel houses and collecting the corpses and the various pieces. While he's doing it, he's starting to second guess what he's doing. Do I really want to create another creature that's right. going to go around the world and murder? Right. Oh. And, and, and also, and, and also, maybe, maybe. Would they be able to procreate? Yeah, he didn't really yeah, express that in the book, but I'm sure that's part of what's going on in the reader's mind, too. Mm-hmm. You know, a race of monsters. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he did, I can't remember. But anyway, the, so there's a scene where he's looking through a window as he's sewing this corpse together, cool. and he sees the monster out there watching him, because the monster's been watching him with, the, with this threat that mm-hmm, if you don't yeah. do it, I'm going to visit you upon your wedding night. Right, right. Um, and he, of course, he thinks that means the monster's going to kill him. He has no idea that he's really after, you know, his fiance. Right. Mm. Um, as he looks through, and the monster looks, he decides, "I'm not doing this," and he tears the corpse apart. So the bride mm. is never brought to life. It's never described in a certain way. It's just, it's just a series of mangled body parts that has not, that have not yet even been sewn together. Wow. So he does, and it's 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 just Graphic. a terrible, <laughs> terrible scene. Yeah. Because, you know, you just realize Frankenstein has just sealed his own fate, and the monster has realized, I, I'm never going to get this. I'm wow. never going to be loved or accepted. Therefore, why not be evil? Mm. So. Interesting. Wow. I mean, a it's lot brutal. of that is carried over. I mean, just because the bride is carried over through a lot of, you know, well, it's it. it's the main mm-hmm. um, motivation of the monsters in the book. Even though mm-hmm. the bride is never actually created, it's his motivation for a friend, for a mate, for a, a mate, person, someone right. who will accept him, and and it all sort of culminates in this 
deal that he makes with Frankenstein, where right. Frankenstein for the first time shows a little bit of you know compassion for his right. creation, right? And agrees to do this. You kind of you're, as you're reading it, you're like, oh yeah, please give him a friend, give him a friend, yeah. yeah. And then it's somebody like him. It's ripped apart. Well, Some, well, somebody. in the in and it kind of happens in this in this movie now. Well, too. in Bride, yeah. he you know it, uh, you know Pretorius is there, and he in the and the monster comes in right, and Pretorius is smoking his cigar, you know, <laughs> you know. And uh, and Pretorius asks the monster if he knows what you know what basically what's gone down, and the monster shows us really I think for the first time that it's intelligent and it knows because he you speaks know, in this film. it knows that he was made from the dead right, right. and it's that great line he says I love dead yeah. hate mm-hmm. living and Pretorius has that great response you are wise in your generation <laughs> yeah <laughs> <I love that. laughs> He's calmly puffing on his stogie right you know you know and then and then they then they drink that. Toast. Pretorius has a toast, you know, to a, a new world of gods and monsters, right? Yeah. That's that great toast, and then that became the, the title, title of that, the uh, that, film. that yeah. Bill Condon film, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, isn't one of the last lines that Karloff gives is uh, "We belong dead." Yeah, we belong. We dead. belong dead. Yeah. yeah. But um, does he say that to Pretorius, or uh, he says it to, to everybody? To, to everybody? To Victor? Yeah. He, he's out. It's by well, the, Victor's a victim in this one. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of, yeah. Unwilling victim. Um, hmm. But um, Pretorius, I love that character. When I first saw yeah. him, I was like, Henry, you know, Henry, actually. His name is. Uh, you know, anyway, he, he, he would, he, I guess. Um, Ernest Thesinger? Uh, Ernest Thesinger, yeah. yeah. He had uh, worked with uh, um, Whale on Old Dark House. And, oh, and, yeah. And the Ghoul, I think. And, but he was James Whale's off screen theatrical mentor. Which is interesting because the character was actually Frankenstein's on-screen mentor, kind of, you know, so it's kind of this interesting thing. But he was, you know, uh, a mentor to, to Whale. Hmm. Um, but I remember the first time I saw Bride when I was watching it at the time, it was, you know, everybody's, you know, running and screaming from this monster, you know. And here he yeah. comes waltzing into, you know, Pretorius's lab. I don't even know exactly how he got there, <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, and Pretorius is just like, you know, there's no fear at all of the monster, you know? And, and it was just, you know, he's just, you know, and he yeah. could so easily manipulate him, and you could see yeah. that he could manipulate him to do his, his bidding, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, it's a great character. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really it really it's made a difference kind of in that evil, movie, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, in a way, it's very satisfying because when you, when you watch these monster movies, you want someone to just sort of, yeah. don't, stop running away. Yeah. <laughs> stop tripping. Right. Yeah. Stop, don't go into the basement. Just yeah. turn around and deal with, the monster, maybe, maybe try talking, and that right. this guy does that. It's yeah. very satisfying. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though he's, even this, this guy's a dick, you know. Right. It's mm-hmm. very satisfying that there's somebody who can sort of control. Re- relate or, or yeah, yeah, and then and that became kind of a theme later on, like in Son of Frankenstein with with Igor, right? Yeah. With Igor being able to. Oh yeah, that's 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 a great right? relationship. It him was. him being able to yeah. you know, you know, to manipulate him and. Mm-hmm. More so than he, than the doctor, for sure. The and that's Basil. used in a, a number of Basil future Rathbone. films too. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you were going with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, huh. And so, uh, Elsa Lanchester, you're talking about mm-hmm. the bird thing. The other thing was bird the, the, the hiss. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she said that she got that from swans, hearing swans oh, oh. hissing like that, and uh, um, you know their sharp head movements too. That bird thing, you know. So mm-hmm. she's she's into that. So so Mary Poppins when she played the nanny, she yeah. got it like from from like you know a hippopotamus or something. <laughs> what was her animal in that film? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, she channeling. We'll have, we'll have to do some research. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Jeff Bridges used a, a bird, uh, the same sort of thing when he did Starman. Oh, oh yeah. Because he played, uh, you know, an alien. I yeah, thought he, I thought he was great in he's, that. He's brand new in a, in a new human body. Right. Huh. And I've heard two stories about it. I actually asked Bo about it once, and uh-huh. Bo wasn't Bo sure what, which story was true. Yeah. Um, the, the story was that, you know, he, he was doing animal exercises from his early acting class days, where you, mm. you, you and he became mm-hmm. a pigeon. That's sort of, you know, if you watch the head, oh, sort wow. of bobbing <laughs> back and forth, you know, so there was that. And, uh, and the other story I heard was that he just channeled a baby, a baby learning how to walk. Right. Yeah. So he did that sort of, you know, so I don't know which one he did. But, yeah. uh, I, thought, I, thought he was, I thought he was brilliant in that film. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're talking about the, the kind of the, the bride's the birth and her appearance and everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's interesting the the lab scene in the first one, you know, you have the great Strickfadden, you know, electric electric things going off and everything, and mm-hmm. they lift the Tesla coil. the whole table <laughs> up into the sky, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in this one, they they have that um, big probe arm, that electric, that cool. Mm-hmm. They called it the cosmic diffuser. <laughs> <laughs> that came down, that brought the electricity down to the body. Was, you know? Ed, 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 was Edward Jr. A, a, a writer on this film? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> Cosmic diffuser. Yeah, was, and, uh, and then you have the kites, you know, streaking yeah. around. Yeah, the kites. This was the first year, that, that was the first time they used the kites. I, that always that was, bothered me. You know? It's like, well, what if it wasn't windy that day? I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, of course, in, in Young Frankenstein, they have the kites, the kites. Even the whole kite That was from thing. Ben Franklin. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I love that moment in uh, Young Frankenstein where he's up there. He goes, you know, what are you doing up there? You're going to get hit by electricity, you know. Yeah. And they says, what are you saying? And he's, he's, he comes right, right behind him, him right next to him. Next to him. <laughs> Which is just, how did you, how did you, yeah, never mind. Did you tie you off the cuts? <laughs> but I love the, you know, in, in her reveal, uh, you know, when they pull the bandage strip away from her eyes, mm-hmm. you know, accompanied by that yeah. waxman, that music sting, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the table swivels upright and she's all, you know, wrapped you know, the bride is wrapped, which then it kind of like uh, it um, dissolves into her being, you know, uh, in her, you know, full bridal gown. You know, it's basically a bridal gown, right? That, mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yes. They, I don't know that. Yeah. They basically created this white. Yeah. Yeah. That look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that look of it, you know, it's, it Bandages. swoops down just like, you know, well, if you're gonna have a movie like called a the bride of Frankenstein. You've got you to have, have a bride. Yeah. Yeah. Bride. Yeah. 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 It's like a gauze train. By the way, know? do you think this was the first film where people started confusing the name Frankenstein with the monster? With the monster. Because yeah. it was the bride. Right. Of Frank, of Frank, I know, not the bride true. of Frankenstein's monster. Right, it was the bride of Frankenstein. Should have been the bride. Yeah, but I mean, it's the bride of Frankenstein in that he's making the bride. So That's it is true. his. It isn't. He's not marrying the bride, but neither, neither was her. the monster ma- marrying the bride. Yeah. It's not the bride yeah. of Frankenstein. But, but I mean, it is, it is. I think this is where it started getting. You know, yeah. Yeah. Little, right. Yeah. It's true. By the way, I, I, I think I sent huh? you that meme once I saw, which is a photograph of the last page of Mary Shelley's book as the monster goes off into the distance on the ice flow, and somebody writes in at the bottom. And, by the way, said the monster, if in the future you confuse me, you know, the name Frankenstein for me, it's okay. <laughs> I, don't right. mind, I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Could have called it the creature, I guess, right? Well, so she, she you know, the moment she sees the monster, mm-hmm. she rejects him. Yeah, right mm-hmm. away. Right away, just like everyone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's heartbreaking because... Karloff yeah. as the monster there is expecting yeah. that she'll be like me. Yep. Yeah. But in a way, he he does the same thing to you know 
to her. He, he, he gets mad at her right away, too, that, that Victor did, and not Victor, I keep saying Victor, it's Henry in the, in, in, right. in the, in the, the stories. But isn't that the, 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 you know, that's like a he the classic, you know, awkward first date. Yeah, also. <laughs> right? you know? uh, I've never like had a, a date like that yet. <laughs> it's like we'll, a, we'll do a whole special show on that for you. <laughs> it's like a blind, the worst blind date ever. Well, you know, I mean, I love the, you know, the monster's just throwing Carl off the roof, right? <laughs> yeah. And he comes down there looking for yeah. his bride. You yeah. know, so, I mean, you know, what kind of a mood are you in, yeah, you know, right. to begin with, That's you know? That's true. Yeah. And this then, is typical and, first date stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then here you are, and, you know, she not only, you know, you know backs away from you, but, you know, she's that, that, that scream. He's not know? my type. That scream. You know, it's interesting, because yeah. if, you, if you assume that these creatures, when they're created, whatever this process is that Frankenstein is, is using, right. that... Whatever they had in their brain is wiped out, and they're just now brand new creatures upon the earth. How do they know what ugly is? That's true. Right. Well, other people are telling them, though. Yeah, but, but, she, but she's not yet. brand new, and right, she yeah. just turns and sees Carlos. She, she was just and repulsed immediately, immediately. Is repulsed. Yeah. Well, she's seeing. She's she's only she's comparing it to what she knows at that moment, which is the two men that are Colin Clive next to her. I suppose. Maybe know? she didn't like his flat head. I, I think <laughs> it's. I think we're meant to. I think there's that there's that you know there's that, that Neanderthal brain, whatever it is that you know knows this from that. You know, what I mean, there's well, that. he looks like death. He looks like something mm-hmm. dead. So you're right. right. Maybe there's some collective unconscious thing going on with her. The way she looks at him, we all fear death. And she looks upon the monster and sees a rotting corpse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're terrified of it. Maybe that's a little prime. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm putting something into the film that wasn't there. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they just said, you know what, he's just ugly and you yeah. don't like the dude. Yeah. No, but I, maybe we're just adding some psychological. Those yeah, instead of turning to him, instead of turning to him and saying, yeah. my little zipper neck. <laughs> <laughs> she should have taken a look in the mirror first, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a great uh, that crazy hair. And isn't it isn't it interesting how iconic yeah, thank you. Isn't it interesting how iconic <laughs> her look is? Everyone's a critic. Despite the fact that she's only in the film, really, Oh yeah, for a couple of minutes. Couple well, of she's minutes, in there. Yeah. She, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it goes from, right, uh, you know, the monster looks at, at her. She screams in his mm-hmm. face, right? Yeah. And he says, she hates me. Right, she hates me. <laughs> like others, right? That's it. So, but Whale knows how to wrap up a movie, yeah. right? I mean, the monster's pissed, right? He's having a tantrum, and he decides they all belong dead, uh-huh. right? Then somehow he ends up right by the lever of destruction, <laughs> uh, <of laughs> right? Course. The lever, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? right? So, you and know. That's the one thing you don't want in your laboratory the lever of yeah. destruction. is the lever of destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't. Yeah, let's, right. not, let's not put that in. Yeah, there yeah. it is right there. And, maybe, it, and somehow his hand just happens to be right above it. Maybe put you know? a padlock on it or something. I don't know. And that's when he says that the great line you brought up is that we, we, we belong, belong dead. dead. Right. And then you, that's great because he's in that, that close up of her hissing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then the whole castle blows to. You know pieces. You know with uh, you know the great miniatures. I thought they did some great miniature work. You know back yeah. then for. Did you ever have a girl up. hiss at you on a date? <laughs> no, actually, Again, future I, episode. first I want to make episode. I want to make it clear right. that nothing that happened on this date with Frankenstein has yeah. happened on a date of mine. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've had. I've but you know, I could see that it was a very awkward date. I've had some cross references there. Um, so, but I guess it, first, real quick, yeah. is that originally. In the film, Henry Frankenstein was supposed to die with the others. Henry and Elizabeth—they were supposed to all die together. Yeah, it's true. The monster 
saves him, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, if they're supposed to, they're supposed, Wait. they're supposed to send him out. That he sent them out. They were supposed to, right. but Wait. yeah. In the movie, in, in the, the bride. in the bride, he sends them out. Oh yeah. But in the in the in the you know he let them go. Right. And it was because uh, the um, you know the the people at Universal insisted they change it. They wanted to have somewhat of a happy up note, right. you know, and, and Will wasn't too happy about that, but he agreed. Uh, but, you know, that's that was that's an interesting... I still can't believe Henry Frankenstein lived in the first movie when he <laughs> got, you know, skewered on that windmill. Oh, yeah, after he fell on that yeah. windmill. Uh, how, which do you, was, how do you yeah. survive There's always that. a way to bring them back. If yeah. money is involved, yeah. there's a way to bring yeah. them back. He's okay. Well, that's He's the okay. whole thing about the Frankenstein monster is that you know, when we get into Son of Frankenstein, Igor's always saying, you know, you can't kill him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, he's evil, he, he you know, and he all the different things. Yeah, well, but, Igor's out of but, his mind. But, yeah. <laughs> well, but the thing is, is that, look at it, you know, actually he is a character that you cannot kill. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're talking about him now, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's it's lasted for all these years. Right. You know, he, you can't kill this character. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll be around long after we're gone. They'll be, still be making Frankenstein movies. How many movies do you said they, they think, think they've made of? Well, according to this documentary, I saw that there's been about 100, almost 150 adaptations of Frankenstein. Of, of actually Frankenstein, yeah. not just like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Well, uh, no, well, based on Frankenstein. I mean, yeah. there's been obviously like, you know, literal... Uh, because films, I think I think the 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 top winners of all yeah. of uh, most films made of a fictional character is Sherlock Holmes, then Dracula, mm-hmm. then Tarzan, mm. and then probably Frankenstein. That's probably that's probably, probably right. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we move on, I just want to say that Frankenstein film has the best mob scenes. Of any film. <laughs> I mean, right? Basically, all the all the spoofs yeah. of mob scenes. Have come from Frankenstein, sure. I think, right? Pitchforks and torches. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, Universal. You know, although wasn't they took there was there a scene extras. like that in uh, the Wolfman? Yeah, there was in uh, Wolfman too. I mean, they had some mob mob yeah. scenes in there too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, uh, Universal like like the mob scene. They now. love mob scenes. You know, somehow you it know, works. People they got into that, so they they put them. Well, if you can't move the cameras, you need like <laughs> let's get a hundred people running. Yeah, you know, put them in front of the camera. They can't move. <laughs> so this is this is an inter- interesting film because. It's not quite as um, psychological as other versions of Frankenstein. This one is more, you know, Pretorius is just evil. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's easy to hate him. And I Mm -hmm. think what's interesting about most Frankenstein stories is that it's hard to figure out who's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Who's done wrong here? Right. Who needs to be redeemed? Right. But in this film, it's very clear. And it's a big reason why I think the film is so... I think so too. Successful because yeah. it's 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 accessible. Yeah. It's not as um, you, you have know, somebody to root against, and you know, right. and to, Doctor you know, Pretorius right. is yeah. the villain. Yeah. It ties it together. And it ties the movie together in a way that if you took it him out of it, mm-hmm. it really doesn't really hold completely together. You're talking about Pretorius, or uh, yeah, if you took Pretorius yeah. out yeah. of the film, it doesn't really, it wouldn't really hold together. It's right. kind of, it yeah, really Henry's is like, done it's, like a, stuff, it's like yeah. a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a waking a nightmare. I mean, the whole thing is like some kind of weird, bizarre nightmare. That's why, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, that's why you know, um, uh, Tim Burton basically based his whole career around you know the Frankenstein movies and the look and that whole mm-hmm. look of it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, well, he did Frankenweenie, but I mean, all of his films. <laughs> you think of you know, there's there's another Frankenweenie is another Frankenstein thing, yeah. right? But you know, uh, well, it makes Edward Scissorhands. What, what is it? Stuff. What's the common? Um, you know, what's what's the mythological thread 
you know, that, that people get from Franken the Frankenstein films that, yeah, thank you, that are not, <laughs> not necessarily, you know, from Mary Shelley's book, but, you know, what, what is it? Is it, is, yeah. it, is it the Faust thing where uh, I'm mm -hmm. going to, uh, you know, ask God or the devil Mm -hmm. To give me a little extra power, so that I can you right. know, stand so, above so my, my fellow man. Yeah, and yeah. the is, hubris, is the hubris of that. You yeah. know, is that the the modern Prometheus, you know, right. kind of thing. Mm. It, that's a very interesting thing mm -hmm. that I think when people talk about, oh, it's kind of based on Frankenstein. I think that's what it is. It's it's mm -hmm. Mephistopheles. It's right. Faust. It's right. you know, it's. And it's that whole obsessiveness, too, you know, that, yeah. you know, that all the mad scientists kind of have, you know, it's that mm -hmm. obsession that, you know, I think some people can tie into that, too, of being obsessed, obsessed about right. something, you know. Doesn't well, that also, doesn't it really all go back to Satan? You know, I'm, the, uh, the, uh, the fallen angel. Right. Know, it's better to, you know, rule in heaven, uh, rule in hell than to serve in heaven. I, you know, he's punished because he tries to rise above the other angels. Yeah, and he's sent down to hell, according to Paradise Lost. Right, uh, hell is the is the is being yeah. separated from from huh. God, really, right? And uh, and you know how dare you, how dare you try to rise above your stations, and mm -hmm. therefore you will be punished. You know, mm -hmm. so I guess hmm. people like the story of the, of the devil. Mm hmm. Well, just yeah. that whole you know, you know, retribution and and um, you know. You know that you know, or, or, it's, or it's you know like Icarus. You know, you, you know, it's that whole thing of you know people. People say you can't fly too high. You can't you know don't try to go too high. You know, which I think is bullshit. You know, I'm sorry. Uh oh, we can't cuss on this thing. You can cuss on this. Oh, okay. You can. Yeah, sure. I haven't cussed yet. Yeah. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to Film tell you, noted. this is not 1950s radio. Yeah. We're, we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> Um, just leave it to be yeah, here. but I mean, there, there's that there's that whole thing too of of you know you see somebody you know right. you see Victor Frankenstein who's who, you know who's so, so obsessed with what he's doing you know I mean he's he's tunnel vision of mm -hmm. doing it that he forgets sure. everything else that's going on around him and and I, I mean I've I've felt like that a few times you know on certain things I get you know I get so you know oh. focused on yeah. things you know what I mean mm -hmm. uh, you know not to where I'm gonna you know create some out of dead bodies but you know but i mean uh, i mean people can kind of relate to that you time, time. You I, idea you of, of of you know yeah. of you know being you know possessed by something you know that that you know that well do you think that's that's a larger theme then the 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 obsessiveness of the artist you know that uh, somebody who, who you know spends so much time on his creation that he forgets to live you know mm, that's yeah. that's an old yeah that's yeah. not of a theme too yeah you know I mean, I think that's why it's survived is because it's whether the, the themes that are in the original story yeah. and, and the things that have been, you know, spooled out from that original story, you know, uh, it, it has so many different tangents and ways that it can go. Well, why don't we move on to the next big universal film and see if those themes continue. Sounds good. In our next episode, we conclude our discussion in part four of the Universal Years. This has been a production of Arcane Theatre Works. You can find us online at arcanetheaterworks.com. Don't forget to check out our other podcast, Theatre of the Mind, Dramatizations of Fantastical Stories. If you enjoy our podcasts and would like to hear more, please support us on Patreon. Special thanks to Alan Zorthian and the Zorthian Ranch. And also to our guest, Phil Joyce. If you'd like to see Phil's artwork, you can find him on Instagram at PhilJoyceArt. I'm Charlie Mount. I'm Jeff Rack. And this has been 
Invasion of the Pod People. <laughs> <laughs>